Hello, everybody. Hopefully you are doing well. Uh, you've recovered from the Super Bowl, or you're about to enjoy your Valentine's Day, because I think it's just, this is going to drop on Valentine's Day. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is Caleb Jedediah Robert Wayne Carnes. <laughs> The third, I believe, in the, the long illustrious. Yeah, no, no, not at all. The, the one and only Caleb Jedediah, Robert Wayne Carnes. Esquire. Yeah, I acquired the Esquire. I don't know how, but I, I just even, throw around money and buy it. I, I don't even know what Esquire means anymore. Uh, Nora, I don't know what it ever meant. Um, but it seems like if you have Esquire in your name, you're making a little more money. Maybe. 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 Uh, how have you been, my friend Tim? I'm I'm good. Uh, it was a fine week. It was a normal week for me. Uh, yeah, kind of slow and boring. Slow and boring. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, did, I mean, anything fun or new? Have you taken the car out for a drive recently? Well, with all the snow and the rain and it's cold, I haven't really. Yeah. Yeah, take it, you're taking it smart. So that's you're you're taking it smart. That's not a saying. Sure, we'll go with it. You're being smart is what I probably should have said. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we've uh, we've had a pretty crazy week in the Carn House, Carn's household. What is wrong with me? I literally have one large glass of wine last night, and I can't talk. Man, at all. I guess you're so drunk from a glass of wine. Yeah, I guess. Um. So I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start with the best news first. Uh, my lovely wife got a new job. Good. Which, yes, it's definitely deserved. It's She's moving to a new company that I think will have really good leadership. Uh, she, she gets better benefits, better pay, all that good stuff. But really, it's just more of such a great career move. Um, I really could not be happier for her. It's funny. She went in for the interview uh, Tuesday and or maybe it was monday sorry it was monday actually and she came back after having the interview and she said um yeah, i don't know i might hear back in a couple days at the end of the day they had called her to make a uh informal uh um uh what a proposal or whatever the right word is that i, I can't think of right now so offer that's the right word uh so it was that quick they offered her a job like the same day so very excited for her. We decided to celebrate last night by going to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Um, we both had some phenomenal steaks and seafood and obviously some wine. I had a glass of wine and I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say, it was delicious, great service, most expensive meal I've ever paid for, but worth it. So very excited about that. Good, as long as it was worth it. You know, and you had fun, and it was good, then great. Yeah. What do you think, like, if you, do you have an estimate in your mind for what's the most expensive meal you've ever eaten? Uh, the most expensive meal I've ever eaten was probably around 100 bucks. Yeah. We, we more than tripled that. Good. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> yeah, Ruth Chris, they just have, they, they need the help. No, they're, they're doing fine. It's interesting, though, the Ruth Chris and Chesterfield... According to our server, whose name was also Caleb, so that means you can trust him, yep. he uh, he said that it is the largest Ruth Chris in the world. Oh. In Chesterfield. What are you going to do, man? That's well, interesting. How many are there? 
there's a lot. Like, I know there's at least one more in St. Louis, maybe two, but I know of at least one more. And then also, uh, there's several in Chicago. They're all over the place. Uh, I went to the one in Chicago, like, 2013 or something like that, and had a great filet there. And that's what they specialize in, are uh, amazing filets. So... I highly recommend. Also, they had a really good uh, lobster mac and cheese that we had as a side, as well as some mushrooms and mashed potatoes. Um, they also, I mean, like, everything there is so good. It's so delicious. We didn't have enough room for dessert. We came home, and we're just like, let's put on comfortable pants and lay on the couch. Because we were just, <laughs> we ate way too much. I, I can only imagine when you spend that much money on a meal that you have a monocle on top hat. Um, yes, you do have to come in costume. Uh, so Kate was the Monopoly man. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, wanted to go a little different. Um, I decided to go as, uh, the Black Knight from Monty Python, but with no (laughs) arms or legs. So Kate had to feed me everything. Good. That's how you should do that. Yeah. They didn't like that. Uh, they thought it was a bit odd at a very classy joint like Ruth Chris, but... You know, we love our costumes. <laughs> Fun fact, the Monopoly guy doesn't have a monocle. Really? Really. Where'd that come from? Uh, it's the Streisand effect. Mm. Or the Mandela effect? The Mandela, I mm. think. One of those two. Go, how about the butterfly effect? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The movie I with don't Ashton. Those other two. <laughs> the movie with Ashton Kutcher. Not the actual yeah. thing. The movie. Mm-hmm. It came from that movie, which, you know, is a classic, obviously. I don't say with sarcasm. Uh, I've also never seen it. I'm just aware of what it's about. Really? So, yeah, I didn't see it. It's not bad, actually. I uh, enjoyed the movie. Well, good. <laughs> good, Tim. I'm happy to hear. I mean, it's not uh, like a masterpiece. I wasn't, like, blown away by it, but it was, it was a decent movie. It was a good movie. What do you think Ashton Kutcher's best movie is? Ooh, I don't know if I know very many of his movies. Like, is it Dude, Where's My Car? Maybe. That might be the like one that's, okay, Ashton Kutcher's legacy is Dude, Where's My Car? I, I honestly couldn't tell you of another movie he did. Folks, write in to us <laughs> if you uh, think you know what Ashton Kutcher's uh, greatest movie is I'm gonna go with Dude Where's My Car for now because I can't think of anything else. So yeah, yeah. I, I the '70s show uh, he was in Two and a Half Men again TV shows not movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what other movies he was in. Anyway. Uh, are you excited for the Super Bowl, Tim? Uh, ch- sure, sports ball. Yeah, I could tell you're a huge. Uh, I bet you've got money on this. You know, you're going to do a big celebration. My entire life savings. Okay. <laughs> Government savings. I'm sure that's an impressive bet. I did see locals were, like, some local bet over a million dollars on the Bengals winning, which I'm like, you got that money to throw around. Seriously, I wish I could just blow a million dollars. Like, here, here you go. Yeah. And they are the underdogs, so there's pretty good money to be made off of that. But still, um, I don't think a million dollars is worth chucking around. Maybe give that to a charity or something, you beehole, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, I am excited for it, though. I'm smoking a brisket uh, for my family. We're all going to get together at my sister's house and watch it. 
Hopefully it's a good game, and hopefully the Rams don't win, because I don't want Stan Kroenke to ever get anything to uh, celebrate and enjoy after what he did to the city of St. Louis. I hope that man uh, eats poop yeah. for life. Uh, for life. Uh, everyone in St. Louis is rooting for the Bengals, uh, and it's kind of fascinating. So, yeah, I, I probably won't even watch the game, to be honest. Yeah, what about the halftime show? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'll be one of those people that watches everything on Monday and just gets on YouTube and like clicks through it and be like, eh, whatever. Or if something like pops off on Reddit or, hey, this was a great commercial, I'll, I'll watch that. But mm. I, I really don't care. Unless the only time I really watch the Super Bowl is if there's people over and I think everyone's going elsewhere. And so I probably won't even watch it this year. Well, right on, man. Hey, I've there's been a few Super Bowls that I've missed, so it is what it is. I think um, I'm just excited to be able to cook a brisket. That sounds like it's just going to be an amazing day for me. Smoking a brisket. I've got uh, a Russian Imperial Stout uh, that I'll use to spritz the uh, brisket to add some extra flavor to it and so nice. it doesn't dry out. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Where'd you uh, get the brisket? Like a uh, Schnooks always has the full briskets with the uh, flat and the point, so mm-hmm. that's where I got it. Okay. I didn't know if you go to like a super secret butcher shop or anything. So there is one in town, C. Rollo's, but they are so expensive. I mean, a brisket with them is going to be over, I think, 150 maybe now with inflation. So, um, yeah, so Schnooks, if I catch them on a good day, it might be $75, probably maybe even less for a 15-pound brisket. So Nice. Yeah, the brisket I did over Friendsgiving was like 100, over 100 bucks. Where'd you get it from? Uh, we went to the butcher shop, I do believe. There's one near my house. Go to that one, folks. Support local. Yeah, instead of the corporate cool. schnooks. Yeah, like this jabroni talking to you now. Even though uh, Nick, my roommate, works for Fresh Time. Fresh Time, I don't know. I feel a little different about them. They give me the underdog vibe for whatever reason. Sure. Thank you for for uh, yes ending that. Uh, I will uh, I'll take that. I will say though, I think it's funny. The first time in O'Fallon, the uh, building used to be an old navy, and it's such a weird change to go from an old navy to a grocery store. That that's kind of funny, actually. And I know the one in South County used to be a library. So like, first time just goes. We'll take anything. Give us an old you know Buffalo Wild Wings or Coles, and we'll turn into a. A grocery store. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, <laughs> over, overpriced wings. Overpriced. Yeah. I love me some B-dubs, man. Not going to lie. It's one of my weaknesses. So, Oh, another cool thing to share. Uh, I booked my skydiving uh, uh, trip, whatever you want to call it. Um, Fall? Yeah, on my birthday. So I'm looking forward to that in uh, April 20- on April 24th, my birthday. Could be my last. We'll see. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, hey, it's skydiving. I actually talked with a friend of mine. She used to work for a skydiving company. And, uh, you know, she was kind of chatting about it. She's like, yeah, I know one person still in the industry. I'm like, oh, I guess a lot of people leave. She's like, no, all the rest died. 
I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, in a plane crash. I go, well, you're not selling me right now, friend, on this. But apparently, like, eight people she knew died in a plane crash doing this. I'm like, oh, God. All right, so we'll see. I'm going to have pictures and video. I paid for all that to be taken as well. So this could be fun. Good for you. Yeah, hopefully the weather is nice on April 24th. We'll see. Hopefully. I, I just wonder, how do you... If you're skydiving and the whole point is to jump out of the plane, how do you die in a plane accident? Isn't, don't you jump out of the plane? Why? Well, probably it crashed before, every, like during takeoff or something like that. It, it has to be. Like yeah. if you're already up in the air and you're like, the plane malfunctions, you, you're already prepared to jump out. So but Everyone but the pilot would be probably okay. But... Right. My guess is, I didn't ask for details, my guess is probably during takeoff, they were climbing and something really bad happened. Mm, Woof. Yeah. Typically, plane crashes are along those. I think it's always during, most of the time it's during takeoff or landing when the bad stuff happens with the plane, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm making that up. Uh, Unless there's weather. Yes. Weather. Very good. Because what's Oh, sorry, go ahead. Wasn't Ric Flair's plane crash during a weather event? Uh, yeah, it was like in the 70s, when, like, maybe it was like the early 70s or something. And it was probably at a time when they aren't to the level now that they're at with safety, but also, I question who is flying a bunch of wrestlers in a private plane, and it was a small plane, too. Those guys were probably drunk or high or both. Yes. So, you know, I'm not saying it was deserved or anything, but still probably wasn't the safest flight going into it. Probably not. Probably not at all. And it really messed up Flair. Uh, He was a big hulking guy. And then you watch the after or see the after photos and he is the Ric Flair that you know. Yeah. uh, He, gosh, he was jacked for sure. Uh, Like 300 pound, like Hulk Hogan like, but the thing is, after the plane crash, he developed a character a whole lot more. So it's true. That it's and he had to change even like how he bumps. Like he bumped so much more on his hip in order to make sure his back was protected more. So it's like, all right, you animals, you just you can take a plane crash and then get out there and bump. You're just bumping in a way that they tell you not to bump all the time, and he did it. So Flair's Flair's a psycho in that sort of way. It still is arguably. Not arguably, he totally is. He's going through like his fourth divorce or something like that. So, uh, and was out partying with Hulk Hogan's daughter. It's like, all right, you're a maniac. Oh, that's creepy and weird. It's Ric Flair. That man is just entirely all of those things. So, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, so today, folks, um, I'm very excited. Um, I have always wanted to be... Uh, invited into a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and it seems like pretty soon Tim and uh, his gang are going to let me join. Here's the thing. I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. I know, though, it's fun. And you have characters, and there's someone who's like the game master. So I am going to be creating a character with some help uh, from from Tim. We're on this website called D&D Beyond, and we're going to do things like uh, create my character. Uh, apparently there's race and class. 
that seems colonial and thought, but okay. Yeah. Uh, there's description, abilities, equipment, all this fun stuff. So, Tim is going to help me with that today, and I'm very excited. Uh, the first thing we have to do, though, is come up with a character name. Yep. Now, there so, is the fantasy name generator, which if you click on that link right below, you can generate a name, which takes you to a different website. No, I feel like I would rather create my own. I want to get an idea, though. Like, Tim, what what is your character's name? Uh, well, I don't have a character name because I have created a campaign, so I've created, like, NPCs, basically. I don't know what an NPC is, but that sounds like it's good for you. An NPC is a non-playable character. Why would you want that? So, like, you're the PC, you're the playable character. So an NPC is a non-playable character, so it would be someone that you interact with and who isn't, like, you. Like, when you play a video game, the people that you talk to are NPCs. Got it. Okay, so I'm playing Zelda, and then I come across some random, you know, uh, blacksmith to create a new sword. That's what you are, is the blacksmith. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm wanting to have a little fun with my own, so I'm going to create my my own. Um, can can he be a baron? He can. He can come from a wealthy background. Ooh, I like that. Uh, that means I can buy a lake house with that. So I'm going to go with Baron Von Hammer. No, not Hammer, because I feel like if I go with Von Hammer. Something it's going to sound way too uh, uh, Nazi like, yeah. So, I think I would like to. I still want to keep the Baron Vaughn because that can still be fun, but uh, maybe I should make it Irish. Irish, okay. Baron Vaughn Mick McGillicuddy, perfect. All right, so I am now Baron Vaughn McGillicuddy. Um, let's see, I, I, this is confusing to me, because the next thing I have to do is character preferences. Mm-hmm. I don't know what any of this means, so do I want homebrew content? Yep. Do I want critical role content? Sure. Magic the Gathering content? Sure. I don't know if I want that. This, wait, is this just going to send me emails about it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Rick and Morty content? No, no, we don't want that. Uh, non-core D&D content? No. Uh, Ebron content? No. No? All right. Uh, dice rolling. Enables dice rolling for this character. Yep. Okay, cool. Optional features? Uh, optional class features? Yep. So when we get to your class... Each class has different features, so like a paladin will have a different than a fighter. So yeah, mm-hmm. you, you want that. Okay. Uh, and then customize your origin. Pretty sure I want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, advancement type, it's either a milestone or XP. We'll do milestone. And why is that? So milestone is the DM can go, oh, you've reached a certain milestone, here's your level up. Uh, XP is so each creature has a certain amount of experience points. So then you get like, hey, you just slayed this goblin. You get 100 XP. And then 
you have to kill a hundred goblins to level up. That kind of thing. Well, okay, fair enough. All right, I like that. Uh, hit point type? Do I want that fixed or manual? Uh, we'll do fixed. Okay, fair enough. Uh, use prerequisites? Do I want feats and multi-class requirements? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's jump through a few of these, just because I don't think it's great listening for people to hear all of this, but encumbrance type. Uh, Do I want to use encumbrance, no, or variant? Use encumbrance. Okay, cool. Uh, ignore coin weights? Yep. Alright. Uh, ability score modifier, modifiers top, or scores top? Uh, let's go modifiers top. What the hell is the difference between those two? Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then I'm, for character privacy, I'll just... Should I do public or private? That's hmm. up to you. Only you can access your character. Anyone with the link can view your character. I like a lot of privacy the older I get, so I'm going private. Okay, now we're to race. So this seems like it could get me in trouble. Uh ish i mean a lot of fantasy races mm, yep i'm seeing that um what what is a t tiefling a tiefling tiefling what the hell is that there if you click on it it'll tell you uh and their traits oh. the racial traits uh they're kind of from i do believe infernal so like they come from hell oh <laughs> ish um mm. yeah there's a whole like backstory to them and each hmm. each of the so D D is created by wizards of the west coast um and it goes back to like the 70s so each of these races has like a whole backstory these these yeah dragonborn wow he almost looks like a crab he, he he's technically just a dragon huh. but like well, he's a humanoid Oh, then there's, uh, folks, there's a lot to this. There's bird folk, like Arakoraka. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that right at all. That was just a bunch of consonants, but... All right, and some vowels. I think I'm just going to be a little boring here and just go human. Human works. Uh, so there's regular human, and then there's... Whoops, what was the other one? The variant. Human variant. Mm-hmm. What the heck is the difference? Uh, just the traits. Hmm. Okay. Um, all ability scores. Extra language. Oh, now I see. Ability to score increased languages. Which would you recommend? Let's just do a basic human. Basic human? Okay. Basic human it is. Choose race. Alrighty, and then now it's racial traits, mm -hmm. ability to score increase, languages. What? Whoa, there's too many languages. So each language has a whole different backstory. Obviously, if you go back one into the races, you like, if you're a human, you speak common or English because <laughs> we're original. So, like, if you're an elf, you can speak Elvage, but you'll also have, you know, you can speak Common. So, like, if you choose your second language as Elvish, you could speak Elvish and know what the elves are saying about you. It's basically like if you go to Japan and you yeah. suddenly know how to speak Japanese. 
Very cool. I'm leaning towards two. <clears throat> uh, there's Infernal. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, Infernal is going to be a lot more the bad guys, so I'd be able to understand maybe more their language. So Infernal is commonly spoken by like demons and... Uh, so there's a realm that's literally just hell, and you can sometimes in your D&D &D campaign go to hell. And that's where, like, the bad angels and the demons and, like, there's a whole thing about that where they speak primarily abyssal or infernal. Okay. So I was thinking that one or <laughs> undercommon. What is undercommon? Undercommon. Uh, oh, gosh. What is undercommon? Um, it is, uh, like... Um, well, there's a whole nother realm called the Underdark. So, like, you have your overworld, which is your, like, Earth, but then the Underdark is what's below the surface, and there's a whole bunch of other, like, creatures and stuff like that. I'm going to go with Infernal. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah, let's go Infernal. Okay. And then Origin manage Manager. There's nothing really to click here other than Origin Languages. Yep. All right, I'll take it. Next class. Um, so, how do I become wealthy in this? What's the right one to be wealthy? So, the wealth aspect is just your backstory, where you come from. Uh, oh. The class is what you're really going to be focusing on in rolling. So, like a fighter will be kind of your knight in shining armor type build. Your, you know, and some of these are self-explanatory, like wizard shoots fireballs. A sorcerer is a little bit different than a wizard, but has different aspects to it. Um, a bard is a singing guy who uses like charismatic-based stuff and inspiration. Barbarians are stupid, basically, and they hit stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that, actually, just to be like very dumb. I feel like that's a bit freeing. A warlock is like a, a major... Okay, a blood hunter jumped out a uh, fanatical slayer that embraces dark knowledge to destroy evil so it's like the batman it feels like of uh this world so uh blood hunters is something from critical role which is a famous rpg uh dnd &D campaign conglomerate uh, they do a weekly show uh, and it's a created race based uh, or a class uh, from matt mercer who is the dm for that and uh, they're hard because you literally have to take hit points away from yourself to do anything. Mm, okay. So, like, you're cutting yourself and bloodletting to then do an action. That's pretty crazy, so I don't like that. I feel like that's uh, just not good. Uh, very bad to cut yourself, so I'm not going to promote that one. I might go with, I was thinking about the Paladin and almost being like a Teutonic Knight. Yeah, paladins are cool. Um, you have to have a sacred oath, um, and it. Oh, wait, so I got to come up with like my own oath? There's oaths that I think you can choose, um, but oh. you have like deities. There's like a bazillion deities that you can pick from in D and D, and so a paladin would be like the enforcer for the deity. Is the simplest mm. way to put that. Okay, I'm gonna go with it. It just seems unique. So let's have some fun. I'm going to go Paladin. Okay. Proficiencies. It looks like I get two proficiencies. Mm -hmm. Athletics, Insight, Intimidation, Medicine, Persuasion, Religion. Mm-hmm. 
So these are all um, roles. So like, hey, you're the player. Hey, I want to jump over this lava, lava pit. Well, that would be athletics. So then you would get a plus for th- yeah. athletics. Mm. Inside so is- which, sorry, just a quick and move a bit here. It seems like athletics is one of the two I should definitely take. It depends on how you want to play. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is really, it's it's not going to be cut. This is going to be different. I almost feel like if the more random I get with this, the more fun it would be. So there's a lot of fun and failure. <laughs> oh, man. So, so in the D&D realm, you have what's called a natural 20. When you roll a 20, that's when you get to do cool stuff and you really critically success okay Okay. a natural one is a critical failure so like something awful or funny can happen to you like hey i tried to swing at this monster i rolled a natural one and i end up stabbing myself that kind of just ridiculousness that can happen okay all righty fair enough i'm gonna go with athletics and since i'm a paladin slash like teutonic knight i'm going religion okay Divine sense. That's oh, so I have that. Mm-hmm. Lay hands. I have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is add another class? Oh, I don't want that. So adding another class is you can multi-class. So you can be a paladin and one of the other classes. Ooh, interesting. So when now I'm thinking, I might want to. Now I might want to do this. It, it, so you start out as level one, and you really can't pick another class until later. Mm. Yeah, but then so, so so what happens? Say you choose a paladin and a fighter. Okay, you're only given one level, and you can only upgrade one. You can either do paladin or fighter, and there's pros and cons with each one. Paladin, if you go strictly paladin, you get certain buffs. If you pick another class, you can get all those buffs, and you kind of min max, so you can have like the best of both worlds. That kind of a build. So maybe I should wait on this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. I'm just going to be a regular paladin. For now. For now. Yeah. Uh, so ability scores. Choose a generation method. Standard array, manual, point by. We'll do manual rolled. Okay. All right. Whoa. So now... It's showing strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. What do I do? So this is what it's called dice rolling. So it's by chance strictly. So you hit roll, and that's how much strength you have. Or your dexterity, that's how much dexterity you have. And it's all determined by dice rolls. Okay, so then down underneath it says dice rolls, dice roll groups. And there's like roll for that. Should I hit roll and that'll give me strength? Yep. Huh. Let me see what I got. I got 10. Is that good? That's average. Darn it. Well, I'm... Let's see. Now for dexterity. 12. Okay. What's considered good? Anything above... um, 10 is really good. Uh, obviously, 20 is your max. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I see the next one is constitution. Uh, does that mean how well I digest food? That is your overall health. Constitution is like health. Mm, all right. Let's see what I got. 
10. Man, you're rolling a very average character. Yeah, I know. This is really... This sucks, almost. I wanted something to be fun in here. It's, it's just been... All right. Intelligence. Yep. That's how Good. smart you are. 11. That's decent. Wait, what's... All right, so wisdom? What do we got there? What's that? Wisdom... Like, it, it's... D&D wisdom is kind of... You can be a, a dumbass, but still be wise. Oh. Or vice versa. Okay. All right. Kind like, like uh, Pippin or Mary from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, a little bit. Eleven. Dad, gummit. This isn't. I want something to really start. Charisma. Come on, give me good charisma. What I get? Twelve. Dad, gummit. So if you if you don't like those rolls and this is controversial, you can do a reset and just re-roll. Uh, you know, I feel like. Ugh. All right, I have to because this is just poop. Yeah. I need a little different here. So let's reset. Why is it not resetting? It takes a minute. There's a little timer there. Yeah. It's not working. Did you hit confirm after three seconds? Oh, there we go. Never mind. Ha, I'm a silly boy. Let's start over. Strength. 12. <laughs> okay. Dexterity. What we got? 10. Dead. Gun it. Uh, constitution. That's bad. My constitution is a 7. <laughs> All right. It's a little different at least. Uh, 13 on intelligence. Are you doing this too? I am. Oh, okay. Well, it's throwing me off there. I didn't even know. Uh, 11 for wisdom, so that's just the same as last time. Charisma! 14, so at least that's a little higher. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, what, what do I, so now underneath it says score calculations. Yep. What do I do for other modifiers, override score, do I add anything to any of those? Nope. No? Oh, well. Fine. Okay, description. What do we got here? Uh, so, the first thing is background. Looking oh. for something new in the list below. Unlock all... No, I'm not going to do that. I want to... So, did you add those numbers in to your abilities? Did you actually physically type them in? What do you mean? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. So, like, now it says... What is it? Strength, total score 13, modifier plus 1, base score 12, radical bonus mm-hmm. 1. Alright, so that, that's all good and plenty. Which, that's candy. I don't know why I said that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, background. Acolyte, criminal, spy, folk hero. What's haunted one? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I'm going with it. You are haunted by something so terrible that you do not dare speak of it. You've tried to bury it and run away from it to no avail. Whatever this thing is that haunts you can't be slain with a sword. Sounds like I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. You probably, if you want the rich person, you want noble. Noble. All right, fine. Go noble. Give me that money. All right, so now... Tool proficiencies. There's dice set, dragon chess set, playing card set. I'm guessing dice. Yep. All right. 
Languages. You can pick another Whoa. language. What's that? You can pick another language. Fun. So I picked, what was it? Infernal last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is prime more. You know what? I'm going to go at random. Deep speech. <laughs> what the? All right. I'm going with deep speech. Uh, what is deep speech, Tim? Deep speech is, let me look it up because I don't remember the technical name of it. Um, uh, was the language of aberrations an alien form of communication or originating? Wow, originating in the far realm. All right, well, fine. I'm going with it. Yep. The next thing is suggested characteristics. I feel like I just want to add a lot of these for fun. <laughs> like there's my eloquent flattery makes everyone I talk to feel like the most wonderful, important person in the world. I sound like George Clooney, I feel like. Yeah. You can only uh, pick two. Only two? Yeah. Oh, the common folk love me for my kindness and generosity. That's nice. No one could doubt by looking at my regal bearing that I am cut above the unwashed masses. That seems stuck up. I don't like that. I take great pains to always look my best and follow the latest fashions. Yeah, kind of vain. Don't like to get my hands dirty and I won't be caught dead in unsuitable accommodations. A little stuck up. Despite my noble birth, I do not place myself above other folk. We all have the same blood. Okay, nice. Nice view. Sounds uh, like he prefers democracy over monarchs. That seems good for this. Maybe a little forward thinking there. My favor, once lost, is lost forever. Mm. No, that just doesn't seem helpful. Uh, if you do me an injury, I will crush you, ruin your name, insult your fields. Okay, Hitler, let's <laughs> calm down there. Um, you know what? I think that, uh, what, what am I going to go with? Uh, I'm going to go with, despite my noble birth, I do not place myself above other folk. That just seems good. Okay. Right there. Uh, wait, there's more though. There's ideals. Mm. So can I add two of those as well? It just says choose two personality traits. So maybe you can. Yeah. All right, I'm doing it. Uh, but I'm going to go random here. So let's go first one. I'm going with uh, noble obligation. It is my duty to protect and care for the people beneath me. All right, good leader. We got some uh, Dick Winters action kind of going. And then uh, responsibility is my duty to respect the authority of those above me. Just great. I'm Dwight Schrute. All right. <laughs> Bonds. Let's go with random. Uh, my loyalty to my sovereign is unwavering. Might be an Achilles heel there. And let's see. Nothing is more important to me than other members of my family. I like that. Nice guy. Flaws. Oh, man. Random again. Uh, I have an insatiable desire for carnal pleasures. <laughs> Ooh, visit those brothels. Like What's that? Visit those brothels. Yeah, I like to bang. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I too often, I, I too often hear veiled insults and threats and every word addressed to me, and I'm quick to anger. That's not fun. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> In fact, uh, I like this one. By my words and actions, I often bring shame to my family. <laughs> <laughs> I have to add that. That's so funny. Okay. All right, so 
uh, character details. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, so I love these sort of like chaotic evil, chaotic good, uh, chaotic neutral, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this, I'm turning into a chaotic good almost. Okay. So I'm going to go with that. Faith. You can leave that blank for now. I'm writing Hill. Okay. Lifestyle. Ooh. Uh, wealthy. Oh, wait, no. Aristocrat. Yeah, that's that seems like it would get me uh, somewhere. Hair. Yeah, you can choose what your character looks like when you describe him. Or her. Fabio-like. <laughs> your Skin. skin. Um, let me think. Skin, that's interesting. Um, I think I almost want to go with, uh, oh man, what do I want to go with on that? It's it just, that's so many options. I'm going to go, I'm going to skip this. I'm going to go to eyes. Uh, let's see. Eyes of the tiger. I mean, you could actually have tiger eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. All right, so, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, um, skin. <laughs> no, let's let's go to height. Mm-hmm. Um, I am gonna say I am seven foot nine <laughs> because that is what I put in my Bumble profile that Kate saw. Uh, that led to us meeting. Yeah. Weight. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So I'm seven foot nine. I've got to have a little extra weight. I'm changing. I can't do 7-9. That's just too much now. Uh, This is the only chance for me to be actually 6 foot in real life, so I'm going to go with 6 foot, actually. Okay. Weight. Hmm. I'll say... So I remember as a kid, I always wanted to be like Bo Jackson, and I saw on his uh, football card that he weighed 235 pounds, and I said, I'm going to weigh 235 pounds. Now I'm like, I hope I never weigh 235 <laughs> pounds. That would be bad. So. Yeah, yeah, unless you're really buff. Yeah. Uh, so age. I'm going to say, I. you know what? Let's subtract. Hmm. I'll say 15 years, so now I'll be 21. I can drink here. <laughs> Gender. Um, I'll say male just because I'm boring. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right, yeah. Back, back to skin. What do I do for skin that could be fun? Oh, uh, you could be pasty. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> Since you're going with the Irish background, uh, German and Irish apparently. Apparently, yeah. Uh, personality traits. Uh, I think I already added these, yep. so I'm should be good. Yep. Yeah. Notes. So any notes that you want to have, like if you have allies, enemies, backstory. Really, your backstory is important for your DM. Uh, okay. So, like, you can have, and this is something to do later, probably, because you're a creative person. Uh, mm. th- if you have a good DM, they'll use your backstory against you. And so it's, okay. it, it's important to have an elaborate backstory, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll have to think about that and add it later, mm-hmm. and then I'll definitely update everyone on what I pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so starting equipment. 
Yeah. Uh, this gets into like a little crazy. Uh, I do believe, is there a standard equipment thing? Uh, it says starting equipment in either equipment or gold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want pretty much like standard stuff. Oh, okay. So I clicked on equipment, and now it says uh, starting equipment, a martial weapon and a shield or two martial weapons. I'm going to go with a martial weapon and shield. I thoroughly enjoy a good old great sword, I think. Let me see if there's any other swords. Great sword is a two-handed sword. Oh, man, a double-bladed scimitar. Ooh, that just sounds fun. A, a blowgun? That's fun. A trident, short sword, scimitar, rapier. Hmm, morning star, anything like him. Hmm. I don't see pogo stick on here. So I'm going to go with double bladed scimitar. Because that just sounds fun. Uh, five javelins or any simple melee weapon. I feel like five javelins is a bit of a mismatch. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of five javelins. Like, you only get five. So it's... Oh, so it's... Should I not get the five javelins and get a, a simpler melee weapon? That's up to you. Do you want to keep buying buying javelins? I don't know. Yeah. That's the choice. This is, what are my options then for the simple weapon? Hmm. So I don't I, even know what some of these are. Dagger. Quarterstaff. I wish there was a sigh. That would be fun. Like uh, Raphael Psy in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, yeah. Great club, hand axe, javelin. Well, this just has a javelin there, so I could have had five of them. Why would I pick that? A light <laughs> hammer. What am I going to do? Put some nails in for someone's roof? Hey, you never know. All right, fine. Sickle, quarterstaff, club. What is Y-K-L-W-A? I have no idea. You know what, folks? Google is our friend for these things because uh, I don't know a fair amount of them. So let's see what uh, try to find an image. Oh, it kind of looks like a small spearish dagger. Yeah, it does a little bit. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe a I'm trying to figure out what would do a hand axe. Right now is just jumping out at me. Uh, so moving on from that, a priest pack. Which includes a blanket, ten candles, a tinderbox, an alms box, two blocks of incense, a censer, vestments, two days of rations, and a water skin. So I could get that or the explorer's pack. A backpack, a bedroll, a mess kit, tinderbox, ten torches, ten days of rations, a water skin. It's also This pack also includes 50 feet of hempen rope strapped to its side. Hmm. Hmm. That's a tough choice. Um, I don't... What is a, a sensor used for? Oh, uh, what? A sensor. I have no idea. C-E-N-S-E-R. Hmm. Um, do, you know what? The, uh... Oh, that has 10 days. I've got to go with the Explorer one. That has 10 days rations. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, I'm going with that. Chainmail and holy symbol. Mm, amulet, emblem, 
I'm going to go with a holy symbol, because I'm pretty much a Teutonic Knight. Yep. All right. Add starting equipment. Here we go. Pool. Can I add more? It looks like I can. If I want to add more things, I can. You, you can, but <clears throat> that'll come later. You want just your starting equipment. Okay, fine. Man. Currency. You want gold? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Do you want 25 or else you'll break the game? Well, fine. I was going to give myself 40, but whatever. <laughs> Other possessions. A scroll of pedigree. Do I get anything else? Nope, I just get that scroll. Add items. Can I add anything? You can, but don't. Aww. Man, because I'm really trying to make myself like borderline invincible. Yeah, that, that breaks the game. <laughs> Alright, fine. Okay, so now, what's next? Once you have completed creating your character, you can, re you can view your statistics on the digital character sheet or exporting it for printing. Guess I'll export it. Uh, no, just view it. Oh, okay. I, you you can always come back to this. Very true. This is a new experience for me, folks. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Okay, so my strength says one, dexterity zero, constitution negative one, intelligence plus two, wisdom plus one, charisma plus two. So what happens in there, if I say, or your DM says, hey, roll a strength check, you take a d20, you roll, and then you add plus two. Oh, okay. Alrighty, so that just gives me a bit more. I like this. But if I say, roll a charis charismatic check, or a charisma check, you mm. subtract. One. Yeah, so again, failure could be funny. It'll apparently work with my health, because I'm a bit of a bitch. <laughs> you, I, I, you always start out very low, and then um, the fun becomes when you level up, and you can change some of your stats a little bit. and Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So now what do I do? That's it. Well, how do I save this? It's already saved. What? Yeah, that's the beauty of D&D Beyond is it just stores it for you. And you can always go back to it. Once you have your account, you can actually click on your username and it'll show you your characters and what you've created. So I'm not sold entirely on the name Baron Von McGillicuddy. That could change. You can always change uh, it. I can change it? Yep. Hmm. Fun. Okay. Actually, I think I know what I want. <laughs> I think I'm going to change it to Baron Von Hockey Stick. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I like that so much more. All right. Perfect. Well, folks, I have just created my very first character in D&D, Baron Von Hockey Stick. Baron, yeah, good. Yep. He's a paladin slash Teutonic Knight. Um, He's got a lot of swords. Or, no, he's got a sword. He's got weapons, man. This guy's just loaded on weapons. Um, He's kind of smart, kind of charismatic. But he can't take a hit, so that kind of sounds like me in a way. Uh-huh. Um, I like all of this so far. 
Um, there is something here where it says divine sense. As an action, you can detect good and evil until the very until the end of your next turn. You can send anything affected by the hail, uh, hollow spell of or not whatever. Do I add anything on this? You can use the feature three times per long rest. Oh, okay. It's just an ability that you can do, and you can click through your actions, your spells, your inventory features, traits, uh, description. Fun. Attacks. All right, action. Folks, I have something new that I will be spending too much time on. Yes, and you can always create more characters. I think with your standard account, you can create up to six characters. Okay, fun, fun. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I think in the future you can look forward to maybe uh, Tim and I playing a little bit of this, and uh, yeah, maybe and some other people, of course, joining. I don't think you can. You need at least what, like four people, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, you can run a campaign with just two other people. Um, okay. It's, it's kind of just whoever wants to play. Uh, Nick and I have been kind of helming this up and trying to figure out what we want to do because our whole other group of friends already has a campaign that's gone on for like three or four years. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, so we're waiting for that to kind of end to then start ours. And there's a, uh, we may do what's called a one shot. Okay. So you have okay. a, a one shot or a campaign. A one shot is like a movie. It's just a singular focused story and then it ends. And that's your character. Uh, I feel like I would enjoy the campaign more because I know, hey, it's going to take like forever to do, but you're locked in. It's almost like, I don't know, past generations had poker night. I would rather have D&D night. Yeah. So the talk right now is to do one shots up until this other friend group campaign ends and then we start our big campaign. And with that, with these one shots is rotating dms so like one session i will be the dm one session nick will be the dm one session caleb will be the dm just to have fun and here's this this weird story that someone's come up with and just go just to play get used to it and then we start our campaign gotcha okay see that's fun don't make me do the dming though for a long time because i would screw it up uh very early on (laughs) Also, I feel like, so, my character has, like, Baron, but Baron's like a uh, uh, a title given to someone. Mm-hmm. And then Vaughn is part of, like, someone's last name. So I need to give him a first name. <laughs> so let's go with Baron Corey. Corey? Yep. Corey uh, Von Hockeystick. Okay. Corey Von Hockenstick? Hockey stick. I like Hawkins stick better. Uh, I like hockey stick more because I think it's great that maybe his family just named him after an inanimate object. Oh, perfect. Or their family name is after an inanimate object. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So Baron Corey, uh, shout out to our longtime listener, uh, Corey. I hope you're doing well, my friend. Um, yeah, I hope you find love, Corey. I really do. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Anything else I should uh, do with this uh, in the meantime besides create a backstory? That's about it. Um, you know, maybe when we have Nick and Curtis on, they'll give you better suggestions on how to create your character because I'm sure they'll listen to this. They're more experienced <laughs> than I am. So, 
don't know, you, you, you're pretty good too. Thank you for walking me through this. This is a uh, this is going to be fun. I think I uh, I want to see what some of the other people have done with their backstories, just so that I can know. All right, well, where do I go with this? So. Nick, uh, my campaign that I'm writing is kind of just something I've made up. Nick created what's called an automaton, so he's like a robot, uh, and he's lost all of his memory. <laughs> so that's his backstory, and I've kind of told him, like, I want to do something special with you, so I'm kind of writing his backstory for him uh, because he's lost all of his memory. Mm. Uh, Drew's character is a deep gnome bard who was like this failed musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you can kind of get creative with your backstory. Okay. I, uh, I feel like uh, Corey might, uh, since he's got a lot of money and he, does, he doesn't look down on anyone, uh, I feel like... Corey might be like the rich person who's nowadays crying for socialism, but doesn't know what he'll lose by calling for socialism. Uh, so that might kind of be his I like backstory of what I base this off of is like a rich guy who doesn't understand that. Hey, you're gonna lose all your money if you keep trying to help these people out. But hey, he doesn't care. He's just making friends. I, I think Curtis's backstory is basically Jim Jones, like he's a creepy cult leader. Want to be in a campaign with Jim Jones? <laughs> Just a creepy cult leader always trying to get you to buy into his crazy cult. Oh, man, poor Corey. He's going to totally give in to this, too, because he just wants friends. <laughs> I'm starting to see that more and more. Like, he's intelligent, uh, but, you know, he doesn't look down on anyone. He's got a lot of money. He, I don't know. It just seems like the kind of person who's like, all right, anyone that wants to leech off me can totally leech off me because I don't care. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Okay. Uh, and we may be rolling uh, a bunch of other characters for different campaigns. And so, you know, don't get stuck on Corey because he could die. And then you. Have oh, to... <laughs> I would be so sad if I lost Corey. So then you'd have to create a new character. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to lose this guy. Uh, but all right. We'll, I'll do what I can. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, I can have, like, animal handling as something that is... Oh, that's part of wisdom, I guess? Yep. Oh, man, there's so many additional skills that I have to learn about. Fun. Yeah. So animal handling is like, hey, I want to ride this horse. Well, roll an animal handling check, and if you fail, well, the horse bucks you off, your, bucks you off and you take a point of damage. That Got kind it. of stuff. Okay, fun. I feel like, too, I want to play this while I'm very high. <laughs> Like, I want to take an edible. Like, how long would, like, if we did a one-shot, roughly how long would that take? Uh, Probably three hours plus. That's perfect. I can take it right as we start, and then about one hour in, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he's really feeling it. And then by hour three, I'm asleep. <laughs> perfect. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, looking forward to the future with this. Uh, don't really think we have too much else to cover. Anything else you want to say, Tim, before we sign off? Um, I will tease something, and I'm not going to talk about it, um, but some interesting developments are happening with me, and that's all I'll say. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I look forward to finding this out. Uh, until next time, everyone, stay safe, and uh, Tim, love you, man. Love you, too. God save the queen. For Corey. <laughs>